Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. I'm Bob. In my experience, there are two kinds of people in the world. People who like horror and love to be scared, and people who hate it. Nick and I are both fans. Nick's read a ton of Clive Barker, and I've read most of what Stephen King and his progeny have written. That's a lot of creepy, brilliant stories. Listen up, dear listeners. Today's dose is all about the things that scare us. Enjoy. Talking about this book that I listened to, Think Fast, Think Slow. Uh, they're talking about how much work it takes to really genuinely assess something as opposed to they have like this, I, I think they call it the error of familiarity yeah, uh, or the error of recognition where th- uh, the author describes, uh, what do you believe would be the occupation of this person? Very quiet, bespectacled, uh, doesn't care to be in the public, but uh, loves systems and loves to be helpful. Uh, is very technically minded uh, and quiet. Now, would you think this person is going to be a farmer or a librarian, right? And of course, everyone's brain is going, oh, that sounds like a librarian. Yeah. And the whole point is that, that there's a far greater likelihood, especially where this person is, that they're going to be a farmer because the person's male and the vast majority of librarians are female and the vast majority of farmers are male and where they're looking at all the, all the statistics and all the numbers would show that the probability is this person's a farmer. And yet we take the simple path of recognition because we're too damn lazy to do all the work it takes to really scrutinize the situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I, I worry about the quality of all the information out there because who's out there actually scrutinizing? Who, is there some place that you can go besides Snopes where you get a definitive this is true and this is not true? I mean, that's, that's the hard part. It's interesting because we try to analyze things in real time. Oh, we have the 24-hour news cycle, so we have analysts come on while an event is still taking place yeah. trying to figure out what happened. And it's like, you're not, you're not going to. Like this, All of this has to be seen through the lens of history and research and detective work in some cases mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I was listening to a podcast about the Amityville, Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. So this is your neck of the woods, right? When I you were it. up there oh, yeah. uh, around that time. Yeah. And so just the background on the person writing the book, the sources, like what they could actually confirm right. in all this. And if you look at it, it was funny because I was reminded of a story from down here that basically it was this family, uh, a recently married couple who the woman had three kids from a previous marriage who were probably not getting along, probably some undiagnosed mental illness going on in the scenario, who also moved into a house that they couldn't afford. They were upside down like crazy on this house. And so there was all this stress and stressors and honestly reminded me of the story of Amura downtown, the sushi place moving. Do you remember hearing about that? No, no. So they were under where Mad Cow Theater is for yeah, the longest time. I remember that. They decided at some point to move over to Church Street Station, uh, across the street, bigger space, all that stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if this is true or not, but the impression that I got was they uh, they were very, very unclear on what it took to run that space and how much it was going to cost them. Oh, yeah. And so they got out of their lease by saying they saw ghosts. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. That's hilarious. And that worked? 
I believe it did. They ended up moving back to the other space. I don't know wow. if Amur is still around. I think they got, they had a couple of locations and then they. I used to love their sushi. Oh, they, they did a really it's fantastic good job. sushi. Really good job. But yeah. yeah, that's that's fascinating though. Yeah. Lots, maybe, but, maybe Mad Cow could, uh, you know, do something like that. They've got some issues. Yeah, though. just cry <laughs> ghosts. Yeah, cry ghosts. Look, ghosts and poltergeists, fallen angels, demons. They're all sorts. Imps. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Some other stuff. <laughs> Uh, the undead yeah, yeah, is not great, especially when it comes to the theater world. Yeah. Like if well, you're relying is... on them or if they're in the books, that's a thing. Honestly. Okay. You know, the theater world is notoriously superstitious, right? Uh huh. Like they, they will never mention, you know, that play, that play. Yeah. And, and they Glenn never... Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, oh. <laughs> darn it. I said it. <laughs> man what a filthy mouth man <laughs> honestly but i love his dialogue quite frankly but also you know the theater lights the fact that we don't we don't ever leave a completely darkened theater yep because we're afraid that the ghosts will come take the place and destroy the performances oh there's been a lot of stuff over at andy russell at rollins college oh yeah that being haunted that that space really does kind of feel haunted to yeah, me though yeah, every yeah. time i'm in there i'm like oh this the same with the, uh, the tampa theater have you ever been there uh, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something yeah, about the space. A, it just yeah. feels like it feels so old inside. Uh, but I don't feel as much sack space. Uh, I did at the old space a little bit more when we were over on, on Amelia just because it just felt older. I don't know, something with aging ghosts. Uh, there's something to be said for people doing, and, and, you know, this was a podcast. So these are people who are making money off of Patreon, investigating these things oh, yeah. and putting it into the context of the bigger satanic panic that everybody was going through, <laughs> like in the late seventies, early eighties. Is that a real term? Oh yeah. That That's yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They, this is what they're describing it as. <laughs> and you know, if you play a record backwards or if you play Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Right? Like it was all happening. So it wasn't the Exorcist came out. Oh yeah. Wow. And that was a thing. So, that made and, me believe. Yeah. And it made a lot of people think that, okay, so obviously this is a documentary. This must be real. Right. <laughs> like you know, my 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 kid is misbehaving for the first time. Maybe they have a demon. They must. It must be the devil. Yeah. It couldn't be that I'm beating them. Or yeah, that which is bad one of the parent. things that was happening in the Amityville horror with the parents. Oh, there was yeah, a horrible, horrible issue with uh, with the, the father of the family being extremely abusive and yeah. uh, really harsh. And I actually read that book uh, just a couple of years after it, it actually happened, or a few years after it actually happened, and it really scared me. Any book that's going to tell you about the walls bleeding, yeah, you know, it's like that's a that's a particularly scary vision for a kid. I mean, not uh, all books that have walls bleeding. Like the uh, a lot of the golden books when I was a kid had walls bleeding. Oh, yeah, like the little sure. engine that could, yeah, sure. the ducklings, <laughs> all had bloody yeah, walls. All yeah. the bloody walls. Like not all of them were scary. Right. Let's not so. <laughs> put that in the in did that you, category. Did you read horror when you were a kid? Uh, I read a little bit of Stephen King. I read a lot of Clive Barker. Yeah, he, that's really, a particularly twisted dude. Yeah, for sure. he is. He creates messed some different up. worlds. Um, I yeah, and different than Stephen King because the first horror book I ever read was Carrie. Yeah, uh, and I that made me fall in love with Stephen King to begin with. But I read some Clive Barker too, and I remember feeling like I didn't I didn't feel comfortable in any of his worlds. Yeah, I think that's on purpose. I think he designs sure. them to be worlds that were not were ill at ease in but some of his books were very much like they were like fantasy of the sci-fi fantasy realm yeah um but just here 
in the yeah. real world. Yeah, or in dimensions of this world too. Because yeah. he had uh, a few of those that were kind of like, you had to go through a portal to yep. experience certain things. I forget the one that I, I saw. It was a movie that, that was out. It was about a psychiatrist or a... Yeah, that was uh, Nightbreed. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just watched that recently. It's such a good movie. I, I, and it was a great story. It and was, it was like a... Um, it was a novella at the back of one of his books. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, not a throwaway book, but not like the main one. And it was fantastic. I, I, and that, I read that on a plane, actually. Yeah. And then I ended up seeing the movie. And uh, I agreed. And it was uh, David Cronenberg. Who, yeah, uh, who, who played? I think, direct, I think did he? No, I can't. Clive Barker no, Clive directed. Barker wrote and directed, and then Cronenberg he played was in the it. psychiatrist. Yeah. And that was it, because he he's got his own little twisted brand of uh, of filmmaking. Oh yeah, uh, have you seen any of his stuff? Yeah, like the history, history of violence. That was a, that was a kind of interesting movie. Ed Harris. He's another one that I really like. Ed Harris. Yeah, I don't remember what we started talking about there. Hey, it's me. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. I never said the name of the podcast that was doing such a great job digging into the Amityville horror. It's called You're Wrong About, hosted by the amazing Sarah Marshall. You should subscribe to that immediately. It also dawned on me, listening back to this, that we talked about two Ed Harris vehicles in this episode, Glengarry Glen Ross and History of Violence. Also, last thing, out of all the creepy and weird Cronenberg movies, Bob chose History of Violence as an example. I don't think he's seen Dead Ringers yet. I cannot wait to get his take on that horror. Have a great day.